Welcome to the Paywall Podcast, where we discuss paywalls and paywall strategies for news and magazine publishers. This episode of the Paywall Podcast is brought to you by Leaky Paywall. Leaky Paywall is the most flexible WordPress subscription platform. Find out more at leakypaywall.com, where you can download Leaky Paywall for free. And now for today's episode. Hi, I'm Pete, and welcome to the Paywall Podcast. This is episode number 25. Today, we're going to talk about how to succeed as a local news publisher and what that secret sauce looks like. I'm here with uh, Tyler Channel from Morganton, West Virginia. Um, Tyler is a very, very interesting partner that we work with. Um, he's the head of success here uh, at Leaky Paywall, and he also uh, taught journalism at uh, University of West Virginia and manages a burgeoning group of local news publishers and has a ton of experience in helping very small local news publishers grow and make it, especially if they're coming from print, which most of them are, and making that transition to digital. And, and, and before we sort of jump into it, what we're going to do uh, in this conversation is really focus on two local news publishers that Tyler works with um, uh, closely. Uh, they're both in different markets, so that's what makes them uh, interesting. And uh, uh, hey, welcome back, Tyler. Hello, hello. Good to have you here. Okay, so now that the now that the intro is is done with, we can kind of jump into the um, the meat and potatoes here. And one of the big challenges that that uh, we see, uh, you and I see with um, a lot of publishers is well, not only are maybe they coming from print and print revenues declining, um, uh, uh, and and having to switch to a digital digital source of revenue that actually works. But uh, we also work with papers that um, they're free weeklies, right? They're, they, they're literally printing paper and sending out, you know, 40,000 copies to the, uh, to the area for free, uh, had been leaning on the ad revenue and are seeing that decline and making the switch to paid. So there's, there's, a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of friction in this, in this transition from the traditional local uh, print model uh switching to digital so um uh anything that uh, strikes you uh tyler with that that conversation and why don't, why don't you just uh introduce uh the couple of papers you'd like to talk about yeah yeah and when when you talk about that it makes me think about um this shift uh from an advertising product to a content product um uh, mm. newspapers have often and and those free newspapers that you you talk about that get sent out and are covered with with advertising um, mm -hmm. that's been their main source of revenue for a long time but now there's uh, a focus on content and and people paying for that local local content that they can't get anywhere else so uh, and and this conversation can go off the rails quickly I mean part of the reason that they have to do that, is uh, digital advertising is a wreck. Um, you know, Facebook and, and Google own virtually the entire market there. So mm. uh, publishers don't have many options. And one option that works really well is, is digital subscriptions, people actually paying for, for content that they read. Um, 
And yeah, so a couple of different papers uh, that I work with, one in particular, the Welch News, uh, they're, they're here in West Virginia. They're in a very small market um, in the southern area of the state. Uh, it's known as coal country, if, if you're familiar with, with mm-hmm. West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welch um, is known for, at one point, having uh, nearly 100,000 uh, people in, in the region uh, during the, the height of the, of the coal mm-hmm. uh, boom uh, in, that, in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up near there. I grew up near that, that part of, of West Virginia. Um, and now their population, at least in, within the city limits of Welch, is closer to about 2,000 or so. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. And access to broadband is not great. Uh, you're, you're in a, a mountainous area. Uh, cell service isn't great. Um, a lot of indicators would tell you that this is not a place to start a digital product. <laughs> it has every, uh, you know, uh, everything about it is, is just not something that would tell you that you should start a digital uh, product here. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they, I got in touch with them back in 2018 and uh, worked with them to essentially implement a website with a paywall. And this was just pre-COVID, barely uh, January 2020, um, mm. just before it all started. And uh, since then, they've managed to amass about 450 paid subscribers on their site from, mm. from, a, from a digital-only perspective. They don't from, even sell from zero. From, from zero. zero. From zero. Yeah, they, they didn't even have a website before January 2020. So right. this was their first uh, uh, experience with with having content published on a website and, um, you know, giving people the option right out of the gate uh, to, to pay for that content. Um, right. And they, and they offered a digital and print option uh, for a while, but uh, the data was clear that a digital only uh, subscription was the most popular people were signing up for yearly and monthly and, um, Really? So was, even so, even in an area with limited internet access mm-hmm. and sort of the tradition of print, I guess, that m- more people were, were actually choosing digital only? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And, you know, people still subscribe to their print products, uh, but I think a lot of that uh, comes over the phone uh, or through, you know, um, I walking into the office, that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, they still deliver their print product with their local team. So mm. uh, they have, yeah, I don't know how many drivers that they have, but they, they go out into these West Virginia hollows or haulers as they're known locally. <laughs> um, and they deliver papers and keep their, you know, keep their readership informed. So, so looking at their website, if you're with us uh, on YouTube, um, I see that they're really producing they're really delivering digital only subscription options. That's right. So how do they handle the print? Uh, I told them to pretend like print doesn't, uh, isn't something that they offer on their website. Uh, give mm-hmm. people, if they're on your, if they're on your website, don't give them an option uh, to make your life more complicated <laughs> as far as delivering a print product. Um, if they want that print product, uh, likely they're not going to be doing that through the website. Mm. Um, uh, and that's, and I think that's been the case with them. A lot of people tend to 
call or or walk in off the street. Uh, they do have a public facing office. Yeah. So now that makes a lot of sense. You're 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 giving sort of reduced amount of options to you 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 uh, and and the workflow for supporting digital is a ton less than print. But how did you get them there? I mean that you know you talked about a shift in mentality earlier. Uh, we know that many many publishers are very nervous when it comes to changing the the way that they generate their income. How did you get them to not publish the print product? That sounds like like a terrifying position to be in where if, let's say if I'm a publisher and you say, well, your, your, your main product, we're not even going to promote your, your previous main product mm-hmm. on this website. We're going to, we're going we're to go with all digital, trust me. <laughs> Right. Yeah. How did that, how did you manage to pull that off? Yeah. Well, that's the question I hear a lot from publishers is if I go digital, am I going to cannibalize my print product and, you know, put myself out of business, you know, with, with my digital, yeah, my digital product. Right. Um, And ultimately uh, that, that doesn't happen because uh, first of all, digital is a lot cheaper than print. You, you don't have to physically print this stuff and deliver it. I mean, the print costs, a lot of publishers uh, break even or they lose a little bit when they uh, print and deliver mm-hmm. uh, their, their news product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I do realize that, you know, some of them have to meet certain quotas in order to get the price, the, the rate that they, they have with their, with their printers and stuff like that. Um, but, but ultimately, this is a new source of, of revenue uh, right. for for publishers, and you know some of it is uh, p- people who had the print product and now they're paying you online. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still paying you. They're not. They, right. didn't, dis- they didn't disappear. Um, right. As far as how did I convince them uh, to do this? Um, well, Welch has a um, a millennial um, uh, workforce in a lot of ways. Um, they're you know, they uh, were eager to to try um, mm. something new, and yeah. um, I think also uh, never having had a website before was a little bit easier to make that transition for them. Right. They didn't; they weren't sold on the idea that they had to offer print. And then also, uh, just in general, fewer options for people uh, is uh, makes the process easier um, for, yeah. for your customer. They don't, they don't have to calculate. They don't have to, you know, do I want the print? I don't know if I want the print. What if I go on vacation? I don't know about the price. Do I want to, you know, it's too much to think about. So mm. there's a reason that Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus and all these different streaming platforms offer limited options. It's because they don't want you to have to think more than just putting your credit card in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. makes total sense. And it helps, it helps um, increase the number of people that sign up. So keep it yeah, simple. That, that I agree. That data is yeah. coming out. It's pretty clear. Yeah. The less, I mean, we refer to the New York Times quite a lot. And yeah. if you go there now, you get you get one offer. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. When you're yeah. when you're at, when you're out of articles, well, you, your first offer is to register for a few more, which they they won't even tell you how many more. Yeah. Uh, but then the second offer is um, one thing. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. usually a free trial or paid trial or something like that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, there's no, you're, you're not choosing from, you know, 12 plans, which they could easily provide. They're not selling cooking. They're not, you know, recipes. They're not selling games or they're, they're selling, you know, the subscription to the content as a start, as, as really this, the gateway into their, 
universe. Yeah, and you know, uh, the publishers, I know a lot of publishers aren't like Welch and that they print their print product in-house and they deliver it. A lot of publishers mm. outside of Welch tend to uh, have a third party that prints it. And then, you know, uh, that third party uses the you know, USPS to deliver their, right. their, uh, their print product. And I've never, I've never ran into a newspaper that has uh, a positive experience with the postal service when it comes to delivering mm-hmm. their, their newspaper. And so a lot of, a lot of um, subscribers who go online and they're able to see that, that uh, not only the articles in a digital link format, but also a PDF version or an e-edition version of their, of their newspaper the day that it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a much better experience. It's more affordable for the publisher. And long-term, uh, your profit margins are much higher on digital because often those costs are fixed. Um, for sure. So For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, uh, we promised we were going to talk about um, the tactics of, of what makes a oh, yeah. local newspaper successful. But before we do that, let's talk about this, the other um, publisher that you're working with. It's in a very different demographic space. Yep. Um, this is uh, Point Reyes. That's right. Yep. Um, and they're fairly new to your, to your group. That's right. That's right. Yep. So um, this is in California. Um, it's, I believe, north of, of San Francisco. Um, it's, it's a small market. Uh, the demographics are, are much better than a place like Welch. Um, mm. uh, the, the access, as far as I know, the access to broadband. And um, I don't know about cell service out there, um, but uh, I would imagine that their broadband access is a bit better than, than what we have here in some of the rural parts of, of West Virginia. Um, yeah. And uh, they've done very well uh, with, with their paywall. Um, they, they were offering uh, an option to subscribe uh, for content before paywall project, but they were, I, mm. believe, I believe it was kind of a clunky setup uh, mm. with, with WooCommerce and a number of other um, mm. uh, you know, systems trying to work together that it was just complicated to manage. So, right. Um, right. yeah, I mean, a, a similar market, I think similar, not similar market, but similar size. Like, I think there's only a few thousand people in the area, um, gotcha. but, but similar numbers in terms of, of revenue. Um, so. Gotcha. Were they, um, were they nervous about taking them in the direction you took them as far as the subscriptions go? Yeah. Um, a lot of publishers are, are always worried about the bottom line as far as how much it costs per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are some ways you can offset that, like, selling local advertising and stuff like that to sort of offset a, a monthly fee that you're, you're not wanting to take on. Um, but generally I find that that monthly fee is often covered in the first week or two, uh, depending on the publisher. Oh, oh my uh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you know, <laughs> up front, it's kind of scary. I get it. Any right. kind of new investment uh, is, is frightening because you're not entirely sure it's going to work or you're not entirely sure that people actually will pay for content. Yeah, uh, that's local and and um, but they do. So so in their case, it was more of we're going to we're going to switch platforms, let's say. 
And um, now we need to pay, they're going to pay, we're going to pay more for, uh, for a better subscription solution. So Jesus, is it going to really work like that? That's that's right. Yep. Yep. Essentially paywall project simplified their web setup and their digital subscription setup Mm. and uh, took care of that so that they can focus more on content and, and publishing their, their stories and their e-edition and their newsletter and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Simplified things, right. Yeah. They can work on the stuff that they need to work on, but now what happened? So you, they came off of one subscription system to, to paywall project now. So what actually happened to the numbers? I know you, you probably can't speak about exact numbers, but uh, was there, was there growth that it stayed the oh, same? Oh, for sure. There's certainly growth. Um, that's that's all I can tell you as far as uh, revenue and 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 subscribers are concerned. But they've certainly done very well with it um, and uh, continue to do well with it. So okay, all right, cool. All right, so let's segue now into the to the so this last segment that I think everyone's been been looking forward to, and that is what is the secret sauce to um, really making a local news publication work, even if they're tiny, like a yeah. tiny news publisher. Um, I, I'm going to just, I'm just going to list off a few things that we had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but one is obvious and that's, that's a good paywall system or metered paywall system. Yeah. Um, starting, starting with good tools is, is important. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, building an email list, I think is part of that. I wanted to talk about social media a little bit. Um, maybe even about digital ads, good or bad, uh, and then sort of a general approach to um, engaging your audience with with the, sort of a call to support the publication. But let's let's start with um, uh, the 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 meter paywall. We've covered this a lot, but let's let's talk about that as a benefit, and we'll kind of go on from there. And maybe there's some other things that you you want to yeah. jump into as well. Okay, well, I'll start with the meter sure. paywall. Yeah, since yeah, that's yeah. kind of <laughs> repeat paywall is kind of what we do. Um, and and if you're if you're if you're new to digital subscriptions, um, really the 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 original and current benefit of a metered paywall is that you'll publish content on on a website and you'll have real web articles like what you're looking if you're looking at uh, my screen here. And all this content, regardless, pretty much regardless of the settings get picked up by Google and other search engines so that the articles rank in search. And then also these, uh, all the articles can be shared in social media on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever the articles get shared. And that was, that was the original concept behind uh, a meter paywall, certainly behind leaky paywall. Um, and uh, um, which was the step beyond uh, the hard paywall, which really was, for most publishers, not a good solution because it was um, hiding their content from search and social. It was forcing publishers to do the work of choosing which articles were free and not free. And really the audience needs to choose that. And that's what the metered paywall does. So that that's that's the, um, you know, from, and what you're telling me, that's the, really the core engine of the, the new revenue stream, the digital subscription. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, another, um, aspect of this is, um, most papers that I work with, if they come in with a large social media presence, um, 
generally local news are, are Facebook mm. centric users. A lot of their audiences are, mm-hmm. are using Facebook. Um, and by large, I don't mean, you know, 10,000, sometimes having 1500 or less, um, <laughs> right. Is enough, uh, to, to generate interest when you post your articles on, on Facebook. And there's some activity on Twitter, depending on the market that you're in, but, um, being able to, to let people know that you have content and publishing that content and letting them find that content. And right. when they, when they click on it, they're not, you know, they're not getting to read it for free. They're either being prompted to register or a trial or, or some kind of um, requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Social definitely drives traffic. And with some publishers like Facebook as a, as a local news publisher can be a very, very important tool. Yeah. Yeah. And long term, you know, um, I, I have I've always had this fantasy of publishers kind of using Facebook until they no longer have to. That's probably a different conversation <laughs> that we could talk about forever. But right. uh, Facebook's not exactly my favorite platform on Earth. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but for local news, uh, it certainly there's, there's no denying that it certainly uh, drives um, people to to your content and ultimately to subscribe to your content. So yeah, so let's let's dig in a little deeper with Facebook. So let's mm-hmm. say I'm a local news publisher and I'm publishing my articles on Facebook, uh, you know, excerpts of articles. Essentially, I'm clicking yep. the article and, and now I'm heading back to my website as a publisher, my local news site. That's great. Now what? What's what's the strat? Yeah, the strategy is getting them to register on the site. Um, maybe you give them one free article; they're able to see what they're mm-hmm. what what you've what you know. The, the article that you posted, they're able to read that. Uh, then they maybe meander over onto a different article. And now they're being prompted to register uh, for, right. for additional content for free. Yep. Uh, that, that is an excellent model uh, that works. We, we talk about it all the time yep. on, on this podcast. Yep. Um, another uh, model that works uh, that I've found is offering maybe a bit longer of an excerpt. Uh, give people, you know, a couple paragraphs of, mm-hmm. of the content mm-hmm. and then ask them to sign up for a free trial. Mm-hmm. So taking the Netflix approach, which right. Netflix no longer does a trial, but most streaming platforms no longer do trials, but uh, offering people a free trial, put that credit card in, get right. their email address, get their name and information, get them into your, your newsletter and um, offer right. them free access for a few days. Not, yep. a, not, not a discount. Not a thirty cent, you know, for three months of access to discount mm, or anything. Mm. Just a few days, maybe seven at the most, and and give them access to everything that you offer. And then, why not? Why not a discount? Well, it it for me it, it it devalues the content. It devalues the journalism. It devalues everything that you offer. Mm. Uh, and it sh- it tells people that oh, ultimately, what you're offering me is really worth thirty cents for three months. So if I can just sign back up with a different email and a different credit card, <laughs> right. ultimately that's what you're telling me that it's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, when's the last time you, you I'm not saying that the values are the same, but when's the last time you test drove a car and you had to pay, you know, a dollar for it and you got to keep it for three months. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, 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 it's, it's better to, to treat it as a free trial. You're, you're testing this out. You're not, we're not placing value uh, on the content. Right. Uh, with, 30 cents for three months. We're, we're doing it based on a right. free right. Accl- acclamation. 
Yeah, I like that. Keeping yeah. keeping your brand, um, you know, especially for local news, you know, you have such trust and um, and I think the power the power of local news is 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 it has because local news gets to know the community yeah. when done right, right? And it's it's local people covering a local community. You know yeah. who. who who's writing and you might not agree with everything, but at least there's a level of trust there. You just can't get any other way. And, you know, we need that today. We need this the level of trust to grow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I encourage a lot of local newspapers to do little things like you notice on Point Reyes. I mean, they have a photo of the guy that wrote that article you're looking at. Oh yeah. Uh, personalize it as much as you can. Let people yeah. know that this isn't some um, uh, newspaper chain website, you know, from, right. from, you know, a corporate thing. This is a local, locally owned uh, enterprise that reports locally. Here's the person that wrote it. <laughs> Here's the photo of them. Yeah. That's actually a very good detail Yeah, uh, to, yeah. Leverage the strength of being part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Showing that everywhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, please don't, don't charge 30 cents for, for three months <laughs> don't do that, or 99 cents for three months. Don't, yeah. don't play that game. Yeah. It's, it never works out in the end. Yeah. Yeah, capturing <clears throat> back to capturing the email, yeah. uh, whether which way you do it, the free registration really is is a great way to do it because mm-hmm. um, free converts quite a bit uh, more, uh, and you 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 want that list to build and it's going to build over time, and you want to send use your newsletter to send the articles, the excerpts to so people click and come back to your website and then hit the paid messaging over and over again. Yeah. And so that builds the the email list. Have you seen any correlation with size of email list to success? In other words, you know, we're so just from uh, my neighborhood here. So I, I live in an area called the Upper Valley of New Hampshire, and it's about 30 small towns. Um, I actually just looked up the population. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a little under 60,000 people. Uh, it's a very, very wide geographic area. It goes from, <clears throat> you know, just about mid New Hampshire to, you know, central Vermont. It's, it, it's, it's kind of a very broad uh, region. Uh, and uh, I have a friend, um, Rob Gerwitt, who started uh, Daybreak. And um, uh, it's a, he's, he's covers local news and he covers it from uh, the angle of, you know, uh, Facebook and listservs and Reddit and all that good stuff. And, and, uh, curating that into a, a great newsletter. Um, and he's in an over, let's see, a little over a year, he, he surpassed 10,000 subscribers. I mean, he really focused on, uh, his model now is free and donations. It might change, but, um, he, he grew his email list, you know, from zero to over 10,000 in, in just over a year. And that's allowed him to attract sponsorships now for his newsletter. And he's in the middle of building, building his website. Um, and I know we're trying to push him along a little bit in that direction, but um, that, you know, that 10,000 mark for him, I know was a really important milestone um, because now he's, you know, he's, he's generating the revenue that he needs um, and I don't know the details of his revenues, but I, I know he's quite he's quite a bit uh, happier in a happier space uh, with that. Do you see anything like with Welch or Point Reyes in terms of like where you need to get your list to to because, you know, let me just back that up by saying, you know, getting that email address, that is your direct marketing tool, right? Like that is 
the number one way to proactively push your news to your reader. And there's really no other good way to do that. I mean, push notifications is certainly a good one, but that's that's a whole different ball wax. Um, Everyone has email. So the email newsletter becomes a real, becomes the number one tool in the toolbox. Um, Any any, uh, gauge on, you know, where a small news publisher needs to get to? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that first that just by having uh, a newsletter and having uh, uh, people uh, that you send out your news to on a weekly or monthly or whatever basis that you publish, uh, those publishers who, who move to a paywall uh, have a lot easier, have, a, have an easier time attracting paid subscribers. Um, you, you have a built-in audience already, even though they're not on your website yet. You're, you're in their inbox and they're reading whatever you're sending them right. on a weekly or monthly basis. So it's a lot easier to transition those, those readers into paid subscribers. Um, is there a number um, that local news publishers need to attain to you know, uh, do, yeah. do great with digital subs? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, most of them are under a thousand. Some of them, you know, a couple thousand yep. uh, uh, people that subscribe. It all really depends on how big the market is. Um, right. But honestly, if if you could get everyone on your newsletter, if you had 500 people or a thousand people all paying $9 a month or whatever, right? Uh, you know, as far as measuring success, um, to me, that would be success. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. You yeah. said weekly and monthly. I know that daybreak goes out daily. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, is frequency something you cover as far as newsletters? Yeah, most of my <laughs> most of my publishers are are weekly. Um, yep. And most of them publish their newsletter on a weekly basis. So. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. As far as publishing it more frequently, I don't know if it would help a small publisher or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you have a lot of content like Daybreak, if they're if they're, you know, if they got a lot to to distill, yeah. then yeah, I could certainly see that 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 helping out. Yeah, as far well, as digital. Yeah, and I, and I'll just mention them a little bit more. I mean, the the concept there is, you know, they're they're starting to produce original content, but the 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 main motivation for the birth of Daybreak was that there's a lot of stuff happening in the community that the, the Valley News, which is the, the main local paper here, doesn't cover. Um, you know, there's just too much happening in any community, even a small community. Um, you know, you have Facebook groups, you have lists, listservs for, for, for towns, um, you have uh, Reddit, you have uh, Twitter, you have YouTube, <laughs> you know, um, these are all producing content, right? These are all our social content producing platforms um, that somebody, you know, can keep an eye on and say, hey, this, you know, somebody saw a bear and like, you know, up here we get bears in, in the spring and they, they do crazy things and they break like the bear broke in the garage door the other day and uh, at a neighbor. Well, for, you know, our little town we're, we're in, we're, we're just over 2000 people. It's big news, you know, people want to know about it. So even covering small things like that um, need to need to happen in an organized way. So Daybreak does that, you know, he, he basically now gets a lot of submissions for and, and combs the social media sites for the sort of the best of the day. 
and then puts out the newsletter and it's been a huge hit. I, yeah. I, everyone I talk to is just, it's a huge hit. So, if, you know, I would say if you're, if you're a small local news publisher and you're producing original content, see if you can, see if you can um, find somebody to really put their fingers out on all the social media groups and listservs and YouTube channels and, you know, that are, that are local or, or slightly regional to the area and pull in the best of that way to really sort of firm up your monopoly on the, on the, uh, on the content uh, uh, in the area. Yeah. And, and what better, what a, a much better way to have someone local um, organizing that content and sending it out via newsletter mm-hmm. uh, versus it being on a social media platform um, and, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of distrust on on Facebook. So how how cool is that to have? Yeah, a journal, if, a local journalist to to. Yeah, and if you um, if you want to see how that works, just go to daybreak.news, and that'll take you to their newsletter sign up form. They, uh, there's there's no website there, but it will take you to the Mailchimp sign up. And just uh, I would recommend just just sign up and start getting his newsletter, and you can see how it's yep. produced. It's super clean, super simple easy to scan in the morning, um, comes in early before seven. And uh, um, um, he's, he's really made a nice, nice business out of it. And, he, and, it's, and it's new, you know? yep. something that I think any local news publisher can add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're a local news publisher listen, listening to this and you don't have a website or you're not really focused on your website, uh, one thing that you can do right now is cultivate a newsletter and get people signed mm-hmm. up and you can do that on social media you can do that on facebook you can you can direct people to your mailchimp uh, newsletter link and get them get them on board uh, for free even if you don't have a website just get their get their uh, their info yep. and, and start growing that list and then when you do eventually make the decision hopefully to go to paid digital subscriptions on your website you'll be at a much better better place yeah and thanks for I agree. And thanks for mentioning Facebook again. So one last comment on mm-hmm. Facebook and any anything else that you may pay for. Yeah. So there's a temptation to boost articles in, pay, in Facebook or to create advertising in Facebook uh, to send traffic your way. And the way to look at that is this, this is really not about sending traffic. This is about like if you're going to pay for something, you need to capture emails. Yep. That the goal of paying for anything on Facebook, let's say, uh, in, in social, is to capture the email. So um, a free registration, yeah, that's that's sort of your your step number one. Um, but you may also consider if you're going to pay for pay for uh, uh, advertising in Facebook that you um, give away, you know, some content. Like maybe maybe you offer a um, a free registration you know, that's, that's sort of special and hidden. You're not advertising it, but it gives, it gives you more access because, you know, you're, you're, you're targeting uh, so well in Facebook. And if somebody that sends up, maybe they, they get a, fr- a month of free access just from this particular Facebook promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it takes, it links them to a registration form with the, you know, with the, with the one month uh, free trial or, you know, I, my point is whatever it is, you want to target and grab that email address. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about how many people, uh, how much, how many page views can we, can we send? Um, because, you know, there's, I've, I've seen tons of examples where publishers get 20, 30, 40,000 page views in a single day and have zero new signups. 
Yeah. Um, this is about the quality of those uh, page views. Um, yes. You want local people to be reading your content, not just anyone on Facebook who happens to see your advertisement. <laughs> so, right. And I know you can target a lot of that stuff, but right. uh, I think I think the your money can be better spent in other places uh, mm-hmm. versus versus Facebook. So. Yeah. Well, then you know. I, I think that's a valid point. The free registration, I think for most publishers will do the trick yeah. when, when posting content to Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So and it, one... and yeah. And it's even easier if you're in the community, you're, you've been around for a lot of the publishers I work with, they're not startups um, and they've been around forever. So you've already got a brand, leverage that brand and, right. and get those, get your, your, your readers to sign up for free and get that newsletter going and, yep. and, and, Get some paid subscribers, and then as you as that newsletter grows, you know where you have your your your, your list is growing, um, you'll be able to find sponsors for that newsletter, and that'll yeah. be a nice additional revenue stream, yeah. where you can put somebody at you know at the top of the newsletter or in the middle, uh, and say this this newsletter is sponsored by and whatever local organization decides to sign up, and and local. All organizations love sponsoring newsletters that target their market, their their local base. It's like I mentioned earlier, it's direct marketing. The email is blasted into somebody's mailbox. Their logo and message shows up, you know, uh, for them, and they can't miss it because they're reading the newsletter. Uh, and that's the marketer's dream to yeah. have a targeted email list. And not only that, uh, these local. Uh, subscribers are paying for content. So mm-hmm. that's, that's even more valuable uh, mm-hmm. to, to a local advertiser, knowing that this list has already shown a willingness to pay for your content. Maybe there's a good chance that there's a willingness to pay for whatever it is that I offer. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're coming from print, um, you're used to having print advertising carry the day or a big part of it. Now we're switching to digital. Um, there's a strong temptation to put a lot of um, advertising banners on the website. Um, not going to say that it's 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 a awful idea, but I will say that you have to be careful that you don't get in the way of the reader's experience. Um, the data is showing uh, just industry wide that digital advertising revenues are dropping because as Tyler, you mentioned before the Facebook and Google is really, really dominating the scene. Um, any, um, do you have any um, anything that 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 counters that argument in terms of what digital advertising is doing, or or do you in fact, you know, is and I think that's you know now that I say it, it's probably the reason for your being with Paywall Project is helping generate real, a real revenue stream instead of leaning on, especially like Google ads. Yeah. Um, yeah. Google ads are generally, uh, they don't pay much um, at all. And they're, um, if you're going to do advertising on your site, there's, there's certainly local businesses who will, will pay for banner ads and, and stuff like that on your site. I've got a number of publishers who do that. Uh, but mm-hmm. ultimately the shift here for publishers is, charging for access to content. And the last thing you want to do is um, kind of muck up that, that experience for a paying subscriber. Mm. And um, 
you know, if you if you're paying nine dollars a month for something, I don't want to see all this this garbage advertisement from Google ads and you know right. look at the, look at this dinosaur that just came back. You know these trash ads that, that Google <laughs> pedals in. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's just better uh, to to not do that and and focus on the local advertising if you're going to do that and uh, give your subscribers an option. Uh, to pay for a plan that removes those advertisements. So, oh, yeah. So sign up. I pay maybe an extra couple bucks, maybe an extra five bucks. Maybe it's double uh, the cost of a normal subscription. Yeah. And whenever this user logs in and they go on your site, it is a, a completely ad-free experience. Mm-hmm. And it works. Well, it certainly does. I do it with Discovery Plus. I pay extra, mm-hmm. I pay the extra, whatever it is, three or four dollars yeah. per month, because I don't want I don't want to sit through, you know, I don't know how many hours that we spend in our life watching commercials and being bombarded with that yeah. stuff. So yeah. it's, it's worth it. And, and your, your readers will feel the same way. So, yeah, YouTube premium got me mm-hmm. for exactly that reason. Uh, the previous uh, episode, podcast episode, talks specifically about hiding ads uh, with uh, Samnit, which is a news Swedish news publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, go listen to that if you're interested in that. They the bottom line is they um, they increase the price of their subscription by f- over forty percent to hide ads, yep. and over ten percent of their subscriber base took them up on that. Yep. So over over, I mean it's it's crazy. Over ten percent of readers. We're like, yeah, heck, I pay a lot more to just get rid of the ads. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. So, so, and you're make, and, and to publishers who are worried that that might offset their revenue from from their digital ads. Uh, I, I mean, you're making that money back uh, with with your subscribers, and this right. is a small portion, a small sliver of your audience that will do That's this. Right. This is not this is not going to be everybody. Um, but hopefully it will be everybody because then you won't really care if you have advertising on your site because you are completely funded by your readers and your subscribers. So, um, you know, it's a win-win for, for you and, and for the reader. So. Yep. Agreed. And, and just to, just to wrap up the advertising um, conversation, really digital advertising that works today is turned into digital sponsorships. So the idea being someone's, like we mentioned before, sponsors your newsletter um, or somebody sponsors your free registration, which includes, you know, getting uh, their brand in your newsletter or someone sponsors an article, which used to be more popular. I don't see it as much, but um, you, you know, in that case, maybe you write a series of articles on, um, you know, COVID or or, or maybe local sports and you have a, a local sports organization that sponsors this series of articles. And so you, what you're doing is you're, you're delivering a brand in a much more elegant way to your readers that really doesn't get in the way. And most sponsorships work their way into the content um, of, of your site. So it works on mobile as well as desktop. And uh, so if you think sponsorship where you can put a package together um, and have a conversation and it's more money. So you need less advertisers or less sponsors and readers, you know, readers react well to elegant, you know, messaging that's, that's worked in instead of the, the banner ads that they're trying to block with ad blockers. Yep. Um, so think yep. sponsorship. 
Yeah. So it's a quick way to, to generate some revenue. And um, my favorite is, is the newsletter approach. Um, yeah. Local, local businesses love that, that option um, yeah. even more so than being on your website. So in some cases. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we covered most of what we wanted to cover here uh, and more. <laughs> there are other <laughs> rabbit holes to drill down as far as, uh, you know, boosting uh, subscribers, but there will be, there are previous podcast episodes and there will be more podcast episodes as we dig into uh, things. Uh, but Tyler, thanks so much for coming on and, and really, really digging in deep with uh, local news. It's, it's a, um, it's a very important part of our society. Um, we all need to get together and help um, our local news publishers succeed. It's, it's, it's part of the foundation of, of really how we were built as a, as a country. Um, and uh, this is one of the small pieces of it, right? Just helping them, helping them succeed. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Paywall Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch to discuss subscription strategy, go to leakypaywall.com. See you next time.